0: Thank you for tuning in. This is the Proper Blokes Podcast. Episode number one, brought to you by Prism, the creators of the Disputable Take. And here's your host, Matthew Medina. Welcome to the Proper Blokes Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Medina. Uh, this is our first episode, actually the second take of the first episode. I recorded it with using a different headset. It sounded terrible and it sounded awful, but found my mic. Everything sounds good now. Uh, this is a weekly podcast I'm gonna be working on talking about. Obviously proper blokes applies, you know, it's a soccer podcast, football, if you're listening worldwide. Um, we're gonna talk pretty much almost everything soccer related, which is Champions League, uh, We'll talk a little La Liga, La Bundesliga. I like watching that one as well. A little bit said yeah, I don't get to watch it as often. There's you know, there's too much to watch. But I'm a big EPL guy, so we'll definitely talk that. I do reside in the city of Orlando, so I am a season ticket holder to Orlando City in the supporter sections. It's awesome, and I will be talking MLS every now and then. I'm still debating on whether to get the package. It's only 80 bucks. It's not, you know, nothing in the grand scheme of things, but um, talk some MLS. Um, I have some, some thoughts on MLS later on. There was a dossier I was working on how to make MLS better. I might turn that into a podcast, uh, an episode going forward. Um, but yeah, no, I'm huge, huge dialed in into the world of football. And I just try to keep up with it as much as I can. And I'm uh, just going to talk about it. Then the inspiration to get this started, I was supposed to do it with someone else. But, you know, sometimes you just got to go it alone until you can get everything worked out. Um, the Barcelona game against PSG uh, in the Champions League on Wednesday was... Uh, I've never seen anything like that before. Uh, it was crazy to watch. And it's one of those weird games... That reminds you that you can watch the stats and oh, well, soccer's a game you have to watch. You have to watch it to to really determine who should have won a game, how that game came out to the way um, it happened. And you watch that game and you look at the stats and yeah, Barcelona had possession, more shots on goal, they had everything. PSG though, it did have some opportunities to put that tie to rest. Uh, they had like at least three or four goal-scoring opportunities that that you have to bat that at that level you have to put those chances away if you're a top-tier club and you're trying to get to where they're trying to get to they've dominated the French League that's another pretty fun league to watch too Um, they've dominated the French League for a while but this year they're not even in first place they're trying to put all their eggs in trying to win the Champions League that's what they really 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 want and they brought this new manager in because he's a very good tournament uh, manager. And I don't know what happened there. It's y- y- you hate to use the word choke, um, because things happen. And yeah, you know, I, I would have said maybe play Alejandro Maria from the beginning, but he's your second best player after Cavani. Worst case scenario, top three. Um, he's. I- It's a great game to watch, you know, if you're a fan, if you're a neutral like me. Um, And Barcelona did deserve to win. I mean, they needed to score five goals. They scored six. They even allowed a goal, and they still won. And, you know, just a little side note here. If you don't watch sports, there's a lot of people that watch sports, and this subject comes up a lot in some of the shows that I watch. Um, I I agree with them. I, I don't understand how you can't like sports, are we are we the ones who's missing out on something? I mean, it, it, I just don't get it, especially in the last year. You know, we can start back just going to college football, national title game last year between Alabama and Clemson. That was a great game. National title game in college basketball, last second shot. The 3-1 comeback from the Cavaliers. Um, and then the, the Cubs coming back. And then... <laughs> And then the national title from this game with Clemson scoring with one second left. I mean, and now, and then the, the Patriots coming back from 28 points down. I mean, I just don't understand, you know, I get, if you want to watch your TV show that's the same show every single week, okay, great. You know, Game of Thrones, I get, cool, that's a great show because you never know what's going to happen. But I mean, you know, everybody who watches these sitcoms. I don't get it. I, I I've abandoned TV like that a long time ago because it's just boring. And it's the same thing over and over and over again sports. You just you never know what's going to happen. And it's just a good summary of life by watching sports. There's ups, there's downs, there's boring moments, you know, just like your life. There's always Wednesdays in your life. I hate to remind you. Um, but just to, to go back onto the, you know, not to go on that tangent. Just just watch sports people. Um, Just, I mean, that game was an incredible game to watch. They put the pressure on from the beginning. They did exactly what they needed to do. They scored a goal first early. You know, Messi wasn't even their best player in that game. I don't know if he's still the best player in the world, maybe. Um, But Neymar really had control that game. He was fantastic. Suarez was fantastic. Um, And, you know, their manager said he was going to step down at the end of the season. He's under a lot of pressure. And it's like, "Mm, maybe we should keep him. They're still in the hunt to win uh three trophies so uh I, I don't I it was a fantastic game I was you know obviously it was great to watch and you know at the same time Borussia Dortmund that's one of the teams I found in the Bundesliga they were coming back from they were down one nil in their tie and they won four games they won four to one four goals at home with uh, Christian Pulisic bagging a goal uh, he's the American, he looks like he's probably going to be the best American player ever, he's really, really really good, really talented Um, but the Champions League I haven't, I'll be honest with you, I haven't been dialed into it too much this season Um, but the the, the usual names are there, the usual suspects, you know, it looks like it could be between Real, Barcelona, Juventus, Bayern München, Munich, however you want to call them, you know, those are the same teams, the thing is, Borussia Dortmund on their day probably have one of the best attacks in Europe, but you know, they're never on their day all the time. Um, so it'll be interesting to watch and see how that tournament goes out for the rest of the season. See how the draws shape up. Leicester city somehow is still in this thing. Um, they can, if they score a couple goals and they hold off, they could go into the round of eight, which would be amazing. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to top what they did last year. by winning in the premier league, but that would be fantastic for them. And speaking of the Premier League, we're going to transition right into this is the league I watch. I pay attention to the most. I wake up early on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings to watch it. I think – I don't understand if you don't – if you're – if you like a football, like American football, this is – to me, the EPL combines the best talents – of the best aspects. If you were to combine the pageantry, the traditions and the rivalries of college sports, which professional sports in America, unfortunately do not ha- have anymore. Even the Yankees and Red Sox don't hate each other as much, which is disappointing to me, but um, the rivalries that, I mean, these teams have been playing each other for a hundred years, just like they have in college sports. If you were to combine that and the atmosphere and the crowds of college football, you know, 70,000, 80,000 people at these games and you were to combine it with the star power of the NBA, that's pretty much world football in a nutshell, and the EPL in specific. Um, so it's the drama of it, and the theatrics of it, the theater of it is fantastic. Uh, but let's talk about that the EPL for a little bit here. I'm a Manchester United fan myself, and I actually we're going to talk about who's going to finish top four and who's going to finish or who's going to get relegated. The middle, the middle is going to be the middle. Um, but who goes to the Champions League and gets that money, gets that prestige, and who gets relegated uh, is pretty is the, the most important subject going forward as we're winding down towards the end of the season. And I'm going to go ahead and start, you know, with my squad with Manchester United. They have a big problem this season. They can't score goals. Their defense has been fantastic this year, third best in the Premier League, and. They just can't score goals. They haven't been able to put the ball in the back of the net, and that's, you know, how you win. Duh. But it's easy to say that, but you just look at it. They've had so many chances not go through for them, and you just wonder what the heck is going on. Um, so I'm looking at them, and I just look at the remaining schedule, and I, I, this is just their Premier League schedule. This doesn't include they have to play. I'm recording this on a Sunday. So they have to play Chelsea on Monday, which is tomorrow for me. Um, in the FA Cup in the FA Cup uh, quarterfinal. And they still have to play in the Europa League. They have a game Thursday. And they still have to make up, like, two games in the Premier League. So they have games. They have more points that they can make up. The problem is they have games against Tottenham and Arsenal in London. They still have to play um, Chelsea, Southampton, Manchester City, and Everton. And then two of their last uh, three games are against Swansea and Crystal Palace. And you know, all those teams are bottom fielders. Yeah, but those teams are going to be trying to stay inside the Premier League. So those are going to be tough, tough, tough games. And they have no one to blame but themselves. They haven't put the ball back. You know, they haven't put the ball in the back of the like I mentioned before. And, you know, if they, don't finish, if they finish outside the top four, which I think they will, and I think Jose Mourinho sees it as well, They have no one to blame but themselves. So I would, if I was a, if I was a United manager, I would focus heavily on trying to win the Europa League, because if you win the Europa League, you get automatic grant uh, access, you get accepted, or you get placed in the Champions League. So that's their best route to get to the Champions League is to win the Europa League. And I think I looked at some of the teams left. um, It's it's not as strong It's not as strong as it has been in the Europa League the last couple of years. They really, really should go out and field their best team every Europa League game and try and win that trophy. Um, it's, one, it's one they've never won. But also, that's their best route to the Champions League, like I mentioned. That's their best way of winning a trophy. And, you know, I would – you hate to say it because it doesn't get you the, the pub in, in, in England. But you have to – if the goal is to get to the Champions League, you have to figure out the best way to get there. This year, it's through the Europa League, and that's it. So I would focus on trying to win that and trying to win the FA Cup again, defend that. You come out with a with a treble. It's an odd treble, but treble nonetheless. And I think that you call it a successful season. So I don't think they're going to make it. And another team that usually makes I just looked at their schedule, so they might sneak in there, but it's Arsenal. I think uh, that team is just... I don't know what to say. It's weird. They have a really talented team, but they never get a striker. They haven't gotten a striker since Thierry Henry left. And that's the one thing he needs to buy, and he keeps buying wingers and midfielders and more midfielders and more wingers and more midfielders and more wingers. And it just doesn't make sense. So if you're an Arsenal fan, this might be the year you guys don't make it, but they have such a soft schedule against teams that they're going to beat. Because Arsenal, the one thing they do do, you have to give them credit, they do beat the teams they're supposed to beat. The problem is they can't. Compete against teams that they that they should be competitive with. Like they got knocked out of the Champions League on a two game t- on a series tie of ten to two aggregate. That's terrible. You know, I know Bayern Munich is one of the best teams in the world, but it's not like Arsenal or Scrubs to lose ten to two. Yeah, that's terrible. And so they, I don't know if they're going to do it, but they, I don't think they will. I think the four teams that are in there now will finish out the top four. I think Chelsea's going to win it. I think Tottenham will finish second. And I'm going to talk about tournament just a little bit more, a little, a little bit here. Uh, I think Manchester City and I think Liverpool are going to finish it because Liverpool doesn't have any more competitions to worry about. Manchester City, I believe they're still in the Champions League, but they have a pretty deep squad like they do every year because they have big pockets. Chelsea have nothing to worry about except the FA Cup, so they can feel their best team every single weekend. And that's the, that matters in the Premier League. It's the most physically demanding league. It's not the best league, but it's the most physically demanding league, the most competitive where teams one through six are really, really elite. And teams seven through like 12 are really good too. They're not, you know, they're not as good as like the second or third place team in, in the Bundesliga or uh, La Liga, but they're really good. All these teams, there's so much money, uh, revenue that's generated from teams in the Premier League. They all have good squads. And it's just not easy to play. There's no winter break. And there's just always constant play, which is great for us, the fans, because we get to watch more, get to consume more football. But it's not easy for the squads to compete um, to to win trophies sometimes. So I think those teams, because they have easier path a uh, path path of least resistance. I think that those four definitely will make it in there. And um, in what order, I don't think it really matters. I think Chan- Chelsea is going to win it. I think Tottenham will finish second, and then Manchester City and Liverpool will figure it out there. Um, talking about Tottenham, I think if they finish second. If you, I, I obviously I'm a United fan, but if you want, I like what they're doing um, as far as roster building and club building. They're gonna get, they're gonna go to Wembley Stadium next year, uh, and then they're gonna go to the new White Hart Lane in, in a year from now. Um, but they're gonna start generating revenue like the bigger clubs. That's gonna help them retain players. You're not gonna see like, you know, they had to sell Luka Modric, Gareth Bale, Dimitar Berbatov, Michael Carrick. These are players they have to keep selling to create funds they're going to be able to start competing with those top-tier teams because of the attendance draw. So um, I like what they're doing. They're young. They're hungry. But it, it is baby steps. You know, we, we we want things to happen now, and like right now, right now, right now, right now. And you have to do baby steps. You have to do certain things first before you can do the next thing. So the first thing they have to do is they have to finish above Arsenal in the Premier League. And if you watch the Premier League and you know the history – that's a huge. That'd be huge for them to finish above Arsenal. It's just like if you to make a a, a better analogy is Clemson, uh, Clemson football. There's even there's a there's a term. It's called that's so Spursy. A phrase I should say. There was a term Clemsoning. You lose big games, and it's the same thing. But I, I watched Clemson grow as a program. I they lost every single big game. They could never beat Florida State, or when they beat Florida State, it didn't really matter. But they won the Peach Bowl against LSU years ago. And that was the beginning. They won their first big game. Then the next year they won some more big games. Then they won the ACC. Then they won a bowl game against a really good team. I think they beat Ohio State. Then they, were comp- then they beat Oklahoma. Then they, they were competing against they, – they started to win big games. They beat good Florida State teams. They started to beat South Carolina again. You know, just like Tottenham, you have to – get above Arsenal first once you get that monkey off your um, off your shoulder then it's okay hey let's compete for trophies like I, I think right now there's a good season for them which still would be to win like the FA Cup or even the the league cup and a top four like I think that's still good for them that's a good successful season so I think they should put a lot of resources next year into maintaining a top four spot and, when, and trying to, they should really go and try to win the FA Cup. I really, they really should. Win a trophy, stay in the Champions League. Now they've, they've won something. You know, you have to go baby steps, baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. I think in two years, if they can keep everybody together, makes, they have got to build a bigger squad too. They need more players. It's just, it's a long, grueling campaign. You need more players. So I really think they should go out, deepen the squad, Keep the rotation going. Try to keep everybody hungry. Try to keep everybody fresh. That way, you can compete on multiple fronts. You know, when Sir Alex Ferguson was winning with United, the 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 Premier League, he didn't always have the best talent. He had a deep roster. He played. He knew when to play players, when to pull, when to rotate them in, when to rotate them out, when not to play them, when to start their season. So I just think you gotta you have to have a deep squad if you're going to be in England. I think that's what Pep Guardiola is learning. The The physicality of the Premier League is very demanding. And then you're playing the FA Cup, and then you're playing the, the League Cup, and then you're always in a European tournament. And England's kind of isolated from the rest of Europe, so those are long flights to their countries, long flights back. Then you have another game. So it's just I think you need a deep roster. I, I don't think Tottenham has the deepest roster just yet. They sold some players, I was like, in the offseason last year, and I was like, why are you doing that? If you're trying to compete, these are guys you need to to compete, So that's what I, if I was a Tottenham fan, and I, you know, if I wasn't a United fan first, that's who I would root for. They're sponsored by Under Armour too, their shirt. So, I mean, I'm a big Under Armour guy. Um, you would, if you're a Tottenham fan, look for them to add more depth, create more competition, and retain your players. Retain Mauricio Pochettino. That's huge. They cannot let him leave at all. They have got to keep him. Pay him whatever it takes to keep him. Um, so I think they'll finish second and that, that'd be good for them to finish above Arsenal. Um, you know, jumping down to the bottom of the league, I think the three teams that are there now are going to finish in the bottom three. You know, you're just looking at it and it's, it's Sunderland who are, you know, no disrespect to to David Moyes, He just did not, he doesn't have any money to get any players. They don't have any players. They have Jermaine Defoe and nothing else. And, I mean, they're just just—they're just not going to make it. They're going to get sent down. Middlesbrough, were, they were looking okay, and they've just been in a funk. I don't think they're going to come out of it. And then whole city just – they do not have talent either. They, they sold a lot of players. They lost their manager before the season began. It's a miracle they're 18th and not 20th. Uh, Crystal Palace, maybe, you know, they have talent. You know, on paper, they shouldn't be where they're at. Swansea City, I think they're going to survive. Leicester City I think they're going to survive as well. they figured out they remembered that they're Leicester so you know that's I didn't like that they fired Claude Ranieri but you know whatever they they have to do what they have to do. So um that I think that's you know that's the relegation battle. There Bournemouth is going to be fine, Watford will be fine. Burnley and West Ham those teams are all pretty comfortable in the mid table there. Um but Holborough, Middlesbrough, and Sutherland, i think those teams are done. I think they're going to be out. I think Newcastle will come back, and it, it's good to have Newcastle. And they should be in the Premier League. That's, you know, that's one of the that's a that's a historic English uh, team. that Has no right to be, and they should not, never be in the um, the championship. So hopefully, we'll see them back next year, and that could be you know good for the league to have Newcastle back in there. Um, jumping over to La Liga, uh, Real Madrid won today, Barcelona loss, my friend is a huge, one of my friends is a Barcelona guy, one of my other friends is a Real Madrid guy, I keep saying Real Madrid's gonna win uh, La Liga, they're on top right now with a game in hand, um, but Barcelona, I, anything's possible, they scored six goals when against the top upper echelon team, so Sevilla, Atlético settled into three and four respectively. I think those teams would be good there. I don't really know much about the bot, the bottom. Osasuna's got ten points. They're gone. You can forget about them. Sporting gone and Granada gone. Bundesliga. I obviously Bayern Munich's going to win that one. Uh, they do. They have the most money. They have the best players in that league, and nobody can compete with them. So they're going to win that this year. They're probably going to win it next year, and the year after that. Guess what? They'll probably win it again. However, this league is very interesting to watch because if you take Bayern out, everybody else is actually pretty competitive. This is a very fun league to watch. It's very physical like the Premier League, but it's also very technical like La Liga. So you get a, a good mix of both, ga- of, of both styles of play. It's a very fun league to watch. It's, it's easy to watch, too. It's on Fox Sports, uh, Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports 2. So, I mean, they put it on there. You can watch it very easily. They're usually on at 9.30 in the morning, so it's not like you have to wake up at 7 o'clock like you do for the English games. Um, they have games at 12.30. They usually have about four games a week, and I would recommend, you know, I don't work for Fox Sports or anything like that, but, you know, if they want to hire me, that'd be even awesome. That'd be that'd be awesome there. Um, I would recommend you watch it. Give it a try. It's a very fun league to watch. The fans are very um, enthusiastic. They're very loud. I think that's actually what the MLS is trying to go for. Um, is what the Bundesliga? There's a lot of drums. There's a lot of singing. There's a lot of dancing. There's art jumping up and down. It's very active. The crowds there in England. The crowds are amazing, but they're they're not as they don't have drums. I think it's because they're not allowed to because of hooliganism from back in the eighties. So, totally makes sense. <laughs> that's why it's, that's why we're called the proper blokes, by the way. Um, so I get why there's no drums allowed in the English Premier League. But I would if you're. You know, if you want to watch competitive, a competitive league, you know, spots through, two through, you know, let's see. Let's take a look at this. Two through five are separated by nine points. You know, that's really fun to watch. The thing is it's hard to, to remember all the players' name. but what I like about the Bundesliga too, if you're an American listening to this, there's a lot of American players in the Bundesliga on the national team that are playing in this league, so it's very easy to relate to. You can watch players that, you know, that you know, you can follow them. That was one of the reasons I became a United fan. I'm not Mexican, Puerto Rican, but Chicharito went to United. That's something I can somewhat relate to. So um, I would definitely, if you, you know, I would watch this league. It's very fun, except Bayern's going to win every year. So there's that. Uh, moving on to MLS. Like I said, I am a Orlando City season ticket holder, and we just opened up our new stadium last week and I say R because I am a season ticket member so I feel like part of the team. Um but man it is it is awesome and we played at the Citrus Bowl which they renovated so it didn't look as bad as it used to um but man this new stadium is beautiful it is loud it looks great at night I mean it is beautiful at night. Watch I was it was on ESPN so I was able to watch a replay and watch ESPN and, man, it just looks so beautiful at night, the stadium with the lights, the way the stadium looks, um, where the supporter section, its all there's no seats there, so it's all standing. So that place is there, – and there's, like, a, a, a roof over that scene, over that section, I should say. And it's great because it blocks out Florida's heat. Newsflash, if you didn't know, it gets really hot down here, especially in July, August, September. I don't know, heart of MLS season. So that'd be nice to keep the the temperatures down, keep us in the shade, and it rains a lot too. If you didn't notice, if you didn't know, but it keeps the sound in the stadium. And man, if you if you have a cable subscription and you can get the Watch ESPN app, I would highly recommend watching the Orlando City versus New York City game um, just to hear how loud that stadium is. There's twenty five thousand people in there. You got 4,000 singing, jumping, standing, and you know yelling, everything, saying songs with obscenities, and it's awesome. It's great. It's the best place to be in the stadium. And it was funny because I got there, and normally I, I kind of sit, like, in the middle, back of the old Citrus Bowl. Um, and I got there. I got, I got into the stadium about an hour earlier before the game started, and it was packed. So I had to go and sit towards the top. But when I got out there and I turned around, the way you can view the pitch is just, oh my God. It was like, I don't never want to go down there. I don't want to go down there. I want to stay up here. You can see everything. And man, it is just, it's a gorgeous stadium. I'm so glad that we were to get that built. It's going to be huge for our team. If they can finally stop conceding goals, which they look like they did, Jonathan Spector was huge. Um, they've lacked a center back since, you know, forever. And Joe Bednick is a really good uh, goalkeeper. I know he conceded the most goals in MLS last year, but if you didn't watch the the games, you didn't know the story. I mean, they were just, our, the back four was just horrific. It was the worst back four. I mean, they were terrible. They conceded goal after goal after goal after goal after goal. And it's just frustrating to watch when you have an attacking front four that looks pretty good on paper. You're like, oh, they should score goals. But when they're always having to, you know, how about the defense by trying to maintain possession? They're exhausted. They can't score any goals. So Jonathan Specter looked good. Aha. I, I, I haven't catch his first name, but uh, he looks really good too. He's big and strong. Inspector um, put everybody in their place. It looked like what you want your center back to look, like a commander of men back there. That's a phrase my friend and I always use. Um, so that was really good to see them not concede a goal in a game they were Outplayed by a lot. I mean, they didn't hold the ball at all. But I mean, the midfield looks good. You know, it's ter- it sucks that Kaká's out six weeks. Um, but we have Kyle Aaron, and he's really good. Um, European teams are scouting him, but you know, he's he's really good. He's a he's a he. If you can get him the ball, he's gonna score goals. So, you know, it was a really good experience. It was fun, easy to get to, easy to get out um, of the stadium. And it just—it's beautiful. It's got Wi-Fi. I mean, they're encouraging you to to show off the stadium on social media, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. You know, the Wi-Fi is there. I mean, you can do everything there. Um, So it's it's great. Um, Looking forward. They got the game was canceled yesterday, but that's because it was in Massachusetts. Uh, Looking forward to going this weekend again. They have a night game Saturday night, so that should be awesome. And. You know, hey, if you if you if you don't watch MLS, just give it a shot. You have to understand. I always believe you go in with reasonable expectations. You cannot expect to watch an English Premier League game, type game, or a La Liga game, Champions League game type game with MLS. It is different. They're not the same level of players, so you have to understand that. But if you like to watch, uh, you know, proper football, it is fun to watch. It is a very physical lead. It is fast paced um and it's it is growing the orlando city by the way i'm a huge obviously i love orlando city but we've been awful for two years pretty much just to be real honest about it and the game they had with new york city had like double digit increase in ratings from last season where the uh seattle sounders were the first game and they they were defending champs so it is growing um i'm going to do a podcast on how to make it better and how to make it they have to find a way to create more revenue but, you know, that's for the other podcasts. If you live in a city where there's an MLS team, go watch a game. It's not going to hurt you. Uh, I mean, you might be entertained. It's, you know, it's nice to have. It's, it's a weekend game. It's less than two hours. They play 45 minutes straight. You have a 15-minute break. They play 45 minutes straight again. And then you go home. That's it. That's it. It's You know, I, I'm getting back into baseball, but baseball can be long. Football games are long, too, but we love it. You know, football games are like four hours long. College football is like four and a half hours long. This is less than two hours. You're in, you're out. It's on the weekend. That's why I think it's growing. The coverage is getting better. They need better contracts, though. They've got to create more. They've got to create revenue, find a way to bring younger players from around the world to get them over here Excuse me to play and to keep the really good players that are here, that are going to keep them over here. But, you know, it's growing. It's a slow growth, but slower is always the best way to go. In my opinion, you don't want to... You know, the Chinese Super League, I don't know how long that's going to last. You know, they have money, but do they have money? So, you know, we'll see. <clears throat> we'll see. But it was fun um, to go to the new stadium. It was great. It was very, after years of the Citrus Bowl, you know, hey, rest, you know, Citrus Bowl is not a terrible stadium, but it's just not, it wasn't meant to be to, for football to be played there for world football. You know, it's a, it's a football stadium. It's an American football stadium, but this... This new one, the soccer-specific stadium that we have, you know, it's beautiful and it's awesome. And if you are in Orlando, you should definitely go to the game. If you, I don't know, I, I doubt there's anybody left in Orlando who hasn't gone to a game. But man, if you if you haven't, it's the seats out there are again ex, are expensive because everybody wants to be there. So um, definitely check it out. You know, watch uh, just watch soccer. It's actually a lot more fun than you think it is the theatrics of it are really great so this is uh that's my thoughts for what happened there I'll try to record this I'm trying to figure out what would be the best best date to record because soccer's on pretty much like every day and it's hard to to do one podcast on every subject so maybe I'll do record twice a week not sure yet but um thanks for listening listen subscribe uh listen to my other podcast, A Disputable Take uh that one's more general sports you know football so, uh, basketball sports headlines, stuff like that. This is specifically going to be, just like there's soccer-specific stadiums, this is going to be a soccer-specific podcast. So, definitely looking forward to get this, to get this thing going, and get this thing rolling, and uh, look for more episodes. I'm going to try and see if I can do two a week. I think that's probably the best. And, um, you know, give us reviews. If you want me to talk more about a certain sport, let me know. If I need to do a podcast only on, like, Bundesliga, or just on the EPL, or just on MLS and EPL, you know, let me know. I'm going to talk about what I watch, but um, you're the listeners, so uh, whatever you guys are watching is what I'm going to talk about, but support your local MLS teams, uh, watch Bundesliga on FS1 and FS2, and watch the Premier League on NBC Sports and NBC. The problem is trying to watch uh, La Liga and uh, French League, and Ligue 1. And they said, yeah, they're on B, BN Sports, and I don't know if, if that channel's on every single provider. And they don't always play games live, which is terrible in 2017. But you know, MLS, EPL, Bundesliga, live, watch them. Trust me, you'll like it. It's a, especially in the fall. It's a good way to start your, your football. You know, you wake up in the morning, you put that on, watch a little, you know, little European football. Then you get ready for American football, and then call it a day, and you get ready for the work week. So, thanks again for listening. Um, this has been the Proper Blokes Podcast. Again, I'm Matthew. If you have any um, advice or any uh, reviews, you can tell me I suck. That's great too. When people tell you suck, that means you're getting somewhere. So, uh, any rev- any reviews, advice, or anything you guys think, uh, please set a, put them in our the section there. Um, hopefully, my brother-in-law. I think we'll be able to, we'll be on iTunes, SoundCloud. I'll, I'll let you guys know in the second, on the next episode, where we are and so where you can listen. All right, thanks for listening and enjoy uh, watching football on the telly. Thank you. Have a good one.